Let's do the damn thing. Were you nervous when you did the interview? Yeah, a little. Are you recording now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Hit it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All you love birds and ladies and gentlemen, it's happened. Football is over. It's baseball season. We are the Coach's Sons. My name is Andrew. I'm Chris. It is February 15th, and we are excited to be back. There's been a few weeks off because of work travel and, and trying to get things figured out, but man, do we have an episode for you guys. We're so excited. Um, we got our first big interview. Chris, you want to kind of take that real quick and tell the people who we talked to? Yeah, our, our first interview, it's going to come at the end of the episode. We're going to timestamp everything in the description. But uh, we got Barstool RDT. Um, for those who don't know, he's a big Orioles guy, Barstool's resident Orioles correspondent, if you will. Big guy around that community um, as well. But we talked a lot of Orioles. Um, you know, we threw a few AL East questions at him, too, just some kind of general, you know, here and there. But he was super good to have on, super good guy. Um, hopefully he'll come back on yeah. at some point, you know, for our tens of listeners. Hopefully he brings in more to start and you guys hang around too. We but. can get to 20 of, <laughs> 20s of listeners. But we had, uh, we had a really good time with him. Um, you know, hopefully he'll come back on at some point, you know, maybe mid-season or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll talk about this later, but in, in true Coach's Sons fashion, uh, we, we actually recorded that interview on Monday. And as of this morning, a ton of Orioles news broke. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll touch on that a little later. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about that with RDT, but I did shoot him a message to kind of get some insight. Get some footnotes. Yeah, a few extra comments. I'm beginning to think that if we are bored and there's nothing happening in Major League Baseball, we should just record a podcast because it never (laughs) fails that something happens as soon as we finish recording. It's ridiculous. Every time. Every time. And and we're going to get right into it after, after the last intro here. But the very first signing happened. After our last release. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Again, it's like clockwork. And who knows, maybe at tomorrow or Saturday, you know, 24 hours from now, we've got, uh, you know, a Snell, Montgomery, or Bellinger signing. Uh, all of them sign. As soon as we're <laughs> done with this, they all sign. It's going to be ridiculous. So, Chris, we talked about it. Who's, who's the big fish that as soon as you left and the door shut behind you got signed? Uh, our boy Josh Hader. Man. Now he didn't go to the Dodgers. So let's let's caveat he that. Thank he God. didn't. He did not go to the Dodgers, but he did go to your beloved Astros, and I say that very sarcastically. Yeah, we're not scared of him. You're we're not. You're not scared of the best closer in baseball. Nope. You are full of shit, Chris. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're not. Okay. It's, okay. It's, please explain yourself. I mean, I don't have much to explain. You just you can't be afraid of the guy. What are you, you going to do? You got to play. You got to play him. You're going to play him what forty times this year. He, he'll pitch probably twenty five of them, mm-hmm. and you got to rough him up a little bit. I mean, yeah, but okay. I mean, great positive attitude, Chris. I love it. But he makes one of the best teams in the AL even better. Yeah, he sure does. I mean, yeah. uh, let's not take away from how good he actually is. You know, he's. Oh, he was the number one reliever out there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't worst, a, clo- he's it a top wasn't three closer, right? Like he's yeah. a stud. Um, they signed him for what five years, so he's just going to be a, a thorn in the side of of this division for for years to come. 
I, you know, I don't I thought, love it. I thought for sure someone was going to sign him, and then he would become trade bait at the you know halfway through the season for a bigger team that's competing. But nope, Astros went straight for it. They're like, we don't even want we we don't want to wait. We're going to go for it. He got like twenty million a year. He got a ton of money. That's a lot of money for a reliever. I mean, I understand he's a closer and one of the best closers to do it, so it makes sense. I'm glad he's not a Dodger. So I'm sorry <laughs> that he's an Astro. Uh, but I mean, it's definitely. I think it's a big, a big signing for sure. But rattle off a couple more. I know there's some significant ones. Let's see. I was looking up some other stuff. He caught me off guard. Oh, so th- this my this is just a notable one, just based off weirdness. Uh, Araldis Chapman to the Pirates for ten and a half million bucks, which is uh, significantly less than what Hater got paid. But he's but not as good. He's not as good, and it's the Pirates. I yeah, mean, that's got to be what a third of their payroll in or all this Chapman. I mean, it has to be right. Like, I mean, you you just mentioned the the whole we're gonna we're gonna flip this guy at the deadline. That's like, fair. if you don't think somebody's or all this Chapman's going to a playoff contending team, yeah, for I don't know two mid to low tier prospects, you're nuts. Like the Pirates will no, get that's, something that's out definitely of the that. move. And I mean, that's what happened with Texas. Um, I mean, Chapman. How many hats has that man put on? A lot. He's a good. He's <laughs> you know a good I mean? uh, grid guy. This is a kind of irrelevant stat. I, w- I was looking it up before you threw the the extra guys on me. My bad. My um, bad. The Mariners have never scored a runoff Josh Hader, but it's only been like five innings. I was say okay, okay. <laughs> it hasn't been a lot. I, mean, I thought there was a bigger sample. Size. I thought there was a bigger sample size. It it isn't. So let's move on. Um, Araldis Chapman Pirates. Cool. Weird. He'll get traded um, next. Somebody who was like kind of a big, you know, who was a big name uh, this offseason, kind of rumored a lot of places. Reese Hoskins went to the Brewers, uh, 34 million bucks for two years, so 17 million a year. That's a nice little comeback story for him. He, he's he's going to have a chance to just be their two, three, four hitter, whatever you yeah. want to plug him in at. I'm really surprised because. You know, the Brewers are not a team that is known for spending money. It's not a lot of money, but it's still more than I expect to see the Brewers put down on on paper. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, what his market was then because they just seemed to – that might just be what he was at or, you know, the the highest offer, and he just went. Yeah, that's It's like the Brewers aren't that appealing overall offensively. Yeah. Um, I mean, he makes them better. There's there's no doubt. Um, He makes that lineup better, but, I mean, they're getting rid of – they're studs, so yeah, they can't pitch. What's the point? What are we gonna do? I, I don't know. Lose I like Reese Hoskins. Games. Maybe he he hits thirty home runs for him. Hopefully, he bounces back from injury. I have no no hate for him. I actually don't have any hate for the Brewers. Uh, good for them for spending a few bucks, but yeah, let's let's see what happens. I mean, the Brewers are one of the more fun teams when it comes to like name and uh, mascots. They have and, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 there's no hate towards the Brewers at all. I think it's just because. It's the least intimidating team out there, maybe. I mean, the Marlins are the least intimidating, but you know, I just you hear Brewers and it doesn't strike fear in your heart. I guess at least not now. They got a they got a lot of young guys coming through. We'll, we'll see. I we'll, we'll we'll get on. We'll get to the over under later. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't see us talking a ton about the Brewers besides right. our season previews, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maybe they do something else to surprise us. Um, another couple of deals we got: uh, Jock Peterson, Diamondbacks, oh. one year. Twelve and a half million. Mm-hmm. There's your DH. I guess he could play some outfield if you need him to. If, if you need to, I I will always love Jock. Special um, place in your special heart. Special huh? place. The the pearl necklace. Um, we're, we're them boys. Like I, I love me some Peterson. All right, and um, I think this is a big deal. Uh, again, it's 
they're continuing to bolster up that lineup. I love what they're doing uh, down there. I mean, I I think that um, for you to say that they aren't contenders would be really... um, Yeah, I I, I think they tried to do away with the fluke thing, right? Or not do away, but like, hey, you know, they way overperformed, right? They made their way through the playoffs. Yeah. And they added, right? They got better. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was any subtraction over there, right? Uh... I, I not guess really. not. No, no, nothing significant. Not that I'm um, aware of. Yeah. So Sorry, I'm not up on my Diamondbacks. On your style. Diamondbacks knowledge, how dare you? No, so I, I do think that um, the Diamondbacks are a team to watch this year. Um, I'm I, with you. I think uh, there are three teams in the the NL right now that are going to be a part of that conversation all year, um, and the Diamondbacks are one of them. So. All right. We'll see if you put your money where your mouth is when the time comes. <laughs> uh, Blue Jays, Justin Turner. Thirteen million Man. one year. You know what? The Blue Jays finally did something. And it was Justin Turner. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Blue Jays guys are going to come after us. So I know, and I'm so sorry, but man, what a they were what in, a ho hum move but, that is. So I I asked, the, and I don't think anybody responded, but I think I asked, and it's like how like were they ever in on anybody? Like they were in on everybody, but then it was like they were, were they with everyone, but it doesn't seem like they were close. Yeah, like there was, you know, that Otani thing. Like, was that ever, was that ever even as close as it? Like, somebody's got to write a book about on, that, right? A it's a, somebody needs to, to write a book, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this. So while we're on the Blue Jays, we're gonna we're gonna stoke the flames a little bit. Oh boy, their um, account, Blue Jays, like official account. Yep, posted that they are now they now have cup holders in the 100 level of their stadium because that's what the fans have been asking for oh good for they they found that to be a very important call out that they needed to make in the midst of spring training that you know we're we're here to please the fans and you you guys got cup holders um you're welcome so a why why the hell weren't they there to begin with uh b why are you even saying that but hey you know what good for you guys that you know, I know they didn't make a ton of deals. They still have got some good players. We'll we'll see where that all goes. Um, your favorite team, the Dodgers. Uh, Kershaw's back. He's not going to pitch till like mid year at earliest. Yeah, this feels like uh, barring like the injury. Remember when like Roger Clemens mm-hmm. used to just like hang out for a little while and then like take some steroids well, and then come back out and be dominant. That, yeah, I remember that. You can't prove that. Um, <laughs> But what he would do is just kind of like hang out till like, I don't know, like June yeah. and somebody would call him and then he'd go on this like minor league tour mm-hmm. of like he would just work his way through the minor league system right. and show up in like August and just shove it for, yeah. for who was it? The Astros, I think. Yeah. So like, that's how it feels. Like it feels like that type of tour. Cause like Kershaw's was great last year. Like, yeah, we got two, four ERA. Yeah. He I mean, he definitely... You look at his stats from last year and, and and think, oh well, he hasn't lost it yet. But he's a pitcher, and they once you fall off that, he cliff, never fell. It's, it's I mean, he got steep. hurt, sure, yeah. but he never fell off. Yeah. So we'll see. <clears throat> It'll um, be interesting to find out. Test. Like what I don't know there. the answer. Yeah. How old is he? Ooh, ooh, uh, thirty five. No, nice. that's probably too old. 35, finally. 36. Oh, nope, he's 35. My guess was 36. I am better than you, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, 88. Hell yeah, awesome. All right. Yeah, Um, I mean, I, I... 
listen, it, it's tough to be afraid of him because he's not going to pitch for half the year. Um, but if he does come back and is a third of what he was, he'll be hard to beat down the stretch. But it's okay; he'll come to the playoffs and pitch like shit. So I don't care. I, I'm I'm always Team Kershaw. So I know you are, and, big and, time. And good, good for you. But I, 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 this does not scare me. I, I'm okay. surprised he went back to the Dodgers. And part of me feels like he's it's a there bust. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the rest of your life. This is it's like your final years type of contract. Yeah, it's so worth a shot. Good for him for getting that money, I guess. And that brings it now. Uh, let's let's call a spade a spade. We we haven't done this in about a month. There have been a ton of other moves. So There's if you yeah. um, if you are offended that we didn't call out the likes of uh, David Robertson, Robert Stevenson, Wandy Peralta, Phil Maytone, uh, Carlos Santana, who I love by the way, and uh, Ryan Brazier. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to review all them, but I did just tell you they all signed, so <laughs> you can go look them up if you want. Oh, um, um. But our last but not least, uh, I don't even know when it happened, what, three days ago, four days ago, um, your other boy, Jorge oh Soler, that ball still San Francisco landed. Giants, three years, $42 million. Yeah. I mean, that's a good contract for him. In fact, that's more than I expected him to sign for. And it's the Giants. Which is more than I expect them to pay. They got money. They and they have money, but they don't touch it. That's that's why that's why I'm a little confused. But I'm excited. Obviously, Jorge will have um, that home run he hit against the Astros will be burnt into my brain forever. But there's an interesting stat, Chris, that um, either you or our, our buddy Doug pointed out um, it was on Twitter. But I'm going to take credit here and talk about it. So the. The Giants have not had a 30-plus home run hitter since 2004. <laughs> That's remarkable. That so, is two decades, but, but my like, friend. But it, make, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, not a hitter's ballpark and, and all that type of stuff. Tell that to Bonds. Well, I mean. <laughs> and the steroids. Stop. <laughs> it, it's the greatest hitter of all time. That, yes. That doesn't yes, need yes. any. Sorry. I just, you know, I just, any, I just, I just like making you uncomfortable. But, um. Another part of that actually same text thread was like, oh, man, like I hope his power plays. And like, it, you know, in that park, it's tough. You know, it, that kind of came with the 30 home run thing. And like the next clip I saw was him hitting a ball to like the um, concourse above the seats yeah, up there. He's fine. It's like he's going to be okay. I don't know if you've ever seen him hit a baseball. It goes <laughs> He's far. a monster. Ball go far. Ball go um, very far. Good for uh, – again, I like the Giants. Like they're they, – I like them. I, I when, need them to be good so that the Dodgers have somebody to worry about. Yeah, like I find myself rooting for them more than like I did when they were winning World Series. I guess. Yeah. Like I don't know. They just feel like they're they don't really have a guy, right? Like I like Logan Webb. Yeah. But like you know what I mean? Like they they're just kind of yeah mm, whatever. Good for them. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got nothing more. Um, I'm trying to break that Jorge. streak. Like I, twenty year streak. I liked Jorge Soler. I wanted him to be a Mariner. You know, once Mitch Garver came, that yeah, was yeah. that was over with. So again, took way too long for him to sign. He got a lot of money. Got close to fifteen a year. I what if if I were to be like, what's your over under on home runs for him? What are you going to say? It is. He's going to break that streak. Thirty one. Thirty one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was going to put it at thirty two. What's your do? You, if I say it's thirty one and a half, what do you do? Under thirty one, I'm just, I might bet the under. exact. Okay, so okay, we're so going you're, exact thirty one home okay. runs. Somebody bookmark that. Okay, I wrote that down. Yeah, not that I'm gonna find this ever. Yeah, we, we need to definitely timestamp that and and keep it forever. Good luck. I hope he does well. <laughs> I hope Jock does well. Uh, all those 
um, World Series guys um, will always be special. So, all right, here we go. We we got to spice this up a little bit because I feel like we're we're just going through the motions. We're just talking about free agents from like a month ago. <laughs> Big th- these kind of get me excited in. I don't know, kind of like odd ways, you know, you know, my deal with, you know, wanting people to spend, um, but a few extensions that happen, you know, since the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. um, not a household name by any means, um, but Colt Keith of the Detroit Tigers, he signed a six year, $28.6 million deal. No, not, not huge, right? Not like, you know, anything crazy, but this proves the Tigers are not going to screw with the service time, right? They're just going to let the kid come up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. He's going to play. He has nothing to worry about. He's got guaranteed money. Is it yep. a ton? No. He, there's a very good chance he could outperform that contract really soon. Yep. But they invest in the guy, and he's going to come up and play. Let, let him – if he plays himself out of the contract, he didn't get killed. I love it. Yeah. No, I mean – I, I I don't want to say that the Braves started this trend, but they it, did. But I, but they did. It's a similar thing. Yeah, it, it's basically believing in your young, your young studs, and it, it's yeah. going, hey, it's early, and you can either play this rookie contract out, and we save a lot of money now, yep. and hopes that you become something amazing that you get a bazillion dollars for, mm-hmm. or I can give you this, what at the time looks like a crap ton of money to you. It is, and I mean, guarantee it for the next six years, and then you go from there. And I actually love that approach more. Because it makes the contracts longer. Yeah. You know, like I, I love teams that have consistency. Sure. And if you can sign players for years at a time, that's going to be your team. You know what I mean? That's your entire team. So yeah, that's my entire, that's an entire but, team. I love it. Yes. But, but it is a, I think I love that more than the Dodgers and the, the evil empire. I'm just going to go and spend a bazillion dollars for two years or for 10 years in Otani's case. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, I, like I said, I, I think it's great, and I, I think it's good for the kid. Hopefully yeah. it does well. And, I mean, yeah, good it's, for the it's almost no pressure, investing. right? Like, yeah. hypothetically, oh, even if – pressure. He, well, there is and there isn't. I guess there isn't. Right? Yeah, like, you get – in terms of contract, right? Like, you don't have to be like, oh, my God, I got to go win rookie of the year. I have to go do this. You just get to go out and play. And technically, yeah. right, so – Let's just make the hypothetical for a second. I know we're going way off on a tangent on Cole Keith, but this speaks to the bigger picture. Right. Like, let's just say you're, you know, you're the next up and coming. He's like their top prospect or second, something like that. And let's just say they don't call him up to begin the year. So now you just deal with this media speculation all season, or even if it's for two weeks that he's in AAA, you're just like, why is he there? Why didn't he come up? What happened? He must have had a bad spring. His attitude must be... There's just all these conversations, Mm -hmm. right? So he signed his name on the line. Now, even if he starts AAA, like maybe there's some murmurs, but it's like, ah, we want him to go work. Like yeah. we're not manipulating anything. Like yeah. there's not, we, he needs to go work on X. It could be, D, they can make it up for all I yeah, It just, it, it kind of goes away. It actually makes sense as, hey, he's actually doing something, not, uh, oh, he's doing something, but us as the front officer just trying yes, to save see, money. I got you. And I, I don't think they're going to put him there. Like he probably has an opening day roster yeah, spot, to, probably yeah. in the lineup. Have you seen but the he, Tigers uh, roster? <laughs> yeah. He, 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 there are a lot, I don't know. I followed a few people from our account and I ended up I end up down these like tigers rabbit holes. Yeah. They are excited about this team. And yeah. I I whatever man. Uh <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's cute. Talking about young guy locking him up. Ooh. Now a completely different amount I know of money. Where you're going. Like an astronomical amount of money. Bobby Witt Jr. Kansas City Royals 288 million dollars over 11 years. And it can go 
it could skyrocket from there. He could, it, there's, you know, contract lingo. It can go to 14 years. He has opt outs after seven, eight, and nine years. Back up. First things first, Royals got seven years to figure it the hell out. Yep. They're trying. They sign. I mean, and he's easily their marquee player. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. And he's the top. 10 player in baseball right now no and i agree with that but i'm just saying it good for them for locking him up love it yeah i I mean you've we've already teased hey the royals are doing stuff but it's been very like ho-hum yeah maybe it's because they know they got better about to make this paycheck happen so that's a lot of money that over under keeps keeps creeping higher on that win i i will be i'm under i'm hard on under because it was like the the last I checked was like an eighteen win improvement over last year, and I'm like I just don't think no way. <laughs> it was, it was like, that's too many, right? Like that puts them at like eighty some or no, no. What, they're fifty six, so it's at seventy four. I think it was like seventy four. I was like no way. We initially said sixty. It's high. Yeah, we we said we would give them ten more wins, so sixty four. It was um, a lot. I, I might go to sixty five <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, the, it was in. It's in. The, hang on, I'll find it. Um, Wait, what's a, what is that? One hundred and sixty two games. Yeah, so so that's that's not a hundred losses. So no, they lost. Hang on. Oh, they lost over hundred last year. Yeah, seventy three and a half. Is there over? Absolutely right not. No way. Yeah, that's way too many. That's too many. We're, like again, I, I like what gonna, they did. We're gonna drive to a state that allows us to bet, and we're gonna slam the under on that. Yeah. I, I love wait. it. I can't wait. There's a North lot of, again. Hurry up. Th- those fans are big on it too. Are big on the Royals, I which mean, is fine. Like I get I it. They're going to be improved. Be. Yeah. Compared to last year, there's there's no way they're, they're not going to lose 100 games. They're, but they're sure no. as shit not winning 74. Not winning 74. <laughs> I can't do it. No. I don't care how bad that division is or is supposed to be. There's just no way. It doesn't matter how bad it is. I, they still beat the crap out of them last I year. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, and, and by the way, Wit was on that team last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so not like, like he's a new addition. They make their no, team better. No, no, I'm with you. No, they, they they got a little better. Their pitching got better. Sure, not getting 17 more. I'll give you like 70. Um, no, but I'm saying it's still under. The under is still the play. Uh, I mean, okay, that's it. Okay. We're, we'll talk about it okay, more in the preview because yeah. that's probably the last to talk about the Royals. Mine is a big move. Correct. Or hopefully, nothing else crazy happens. Uh, on their end, I, I almost said injury, and I don't know why I wanted to put that know. in the world. Out in the world, I don't know, man. You that, that's why I was it's like, rude. that's why I was tripping on my words there because I didn't want to say injury like that. Felt very negative. Don't you put that voodoo on that's him, what I'm Ricky saying. Bobby? Jose Altuve, five years, one twenty-five, staying with the Astros. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yep. Screw the Astros, yep. but good for him. I mean, yeah, absolutely. He, whatever. You can't not sign that guy. So that makes sense. Yep. Uh, that's all. That's all. Recap wise, again, did we miss some? Probably. You know, in my personal, professional opinion, I don't think there was anything else noteworthy in terms of signings. But Chris, your boys did some things. You almost forgot about me, man. I, did. I can't believe I'm so this. Sorry. So not really. It's <laughs> it's time for the Meh Rinners Minute, and they're not very Meh right now. They they made some good moves. And I'm very happy about them. I'm excited, and. We're here. So, number one, we got Jorge Polanco, second baseman, Minnesota Twins. Mm-hmm. Sure's up second base. Done deal. Yep. He, we've been linked to him for years. It really just bolsters that spot. No more Colton Wong. He can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great the move. Now, um, a lot of people weren't thrilled with giving up uh, Justin Topa. Now, for those unfamiliar, who the hell is that guy? Um, very good reliever. 
um, for, you know, to toot the Mariners horn, like one thing they do very, very well is they develop pitching, um, specifically bullpen arms. There are a lot of guys that you just put your hands in the air. Like, I don't know who that is. Season's over and he had a sub three ERA and you're like, okay, like works. Cool. So that's who he was. Yep. Um, so that kind of hurt, you know, me like a seventh inning guy. (laughs) They flipped, um, Anthony DiScalfani. Finally. Yeah, I've been waiting for it. We, we knew that he man's gonna... been on what five teams down this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> this is this will be his second. Well, whatever. The second trade. That's fine. Thirteen. Get, he he was a, a salary dump yep. in this deal. I'm fine with it. Top 100 prospect Gabriel Gonzalez. Again, I'm going to shrug my shoulders at prospects. I I don't know anything about them. Yep. We shared up second base. Let's make. I'm happy with it. And then another minor league pitcher, Darren Bowen, um, hand up. I don't know much about him. Some Mariners people like him. I don't care. We got a second baseman. Yeah. End of that discussion. How long do you have him for? If I knew, I'd tell you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I could. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, it was a trade, so it's whatever's left on his contract. I just didn't know if it was. Let's say two years. Yeah, I don't know. Two years sounds fine. I just you said sure it up, so I didn't know if there was an extension or anything that was. Oh no, no, take. we're but we're a year at a time here. Again, we're we're coming from the Mariners. Yeah, we're we're coming the from Mariners. Oh, we're in we're in good shape. We got a little club option. Next year. Okay. okay. Right. So he's good for All next right. year. There we go. All right. <laughs> we got a second baseman. Now you're cooking. Let's yeah. Go. All right. So the, my apologies for not knowing that. That's bad, bad podcasting. As sad as I could have been or was, whatever you want to call it, about Justin Topa, um, a couple days later, we went and got a man by the name of Gregory Santos. Mm. Who the hell is that? Chicago White Sox reliever. Crazy numbers on uh, what the hell is that? Uh we're going to cut that anyway. I can't think of it. So baseball savant. He's all red. You know how I send you that thing? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a ton of red. Real gotcha. good. Really good player. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a lot of, a lot of good measurables. I don't know what that means, but red equals good. Gotcha. He's got a ton of them. So they traded a uh, prospect, Zach Deloche, another reliever that really couldn't get it, uh, do very much in the majors, Prelander Baroa. And apparently we trade draft picks in Major League Baseball now. Mm-hmm. Um, we traded a second round pick. Sure. Cool. Whatever. That guy won't be in the majors till like 2030. Correct. Gregory Santos, um, solid reliever, going to take the place of Justin Topa. Again, when Mar- when it comes to Mariners, I could complain. I complain about a lot, a lot of things. Can't it's not bull. Yeah. I, I don't know who it is. You know, whatever. I, I can't say I watch very much of him with the White Sox, but I have complete faith that he's our seventh, potentially eighth inning guy, depending on how they move around a few yep. people. I did get a report or saw some reports today that he's not completely healthy. Um, I don't love that. (laughs) But, yeah, I guess he's just going to ease into spring here, and and, and that'll be that. Yeah. That's that's my Mariners roundup. Jorge Polanco, Gregory Santos. uh, Mariners got better. I don't know what else to say. It'd be awesome if they signed one of the big guys left. They won't. But here's to more moves. We're we're moving forward. Nice. Uh, Braves did nothing. Yeah. What else has happened on spring training in spring training that's worth talking about? So, like, it's really weird. Like when spring training starts, right? There's obviously excitement on 10 20 yeah everyone thinks their right? team's gonna win the world series yeah everybody's it's a new season it's a new day you, yep. you got pitchers and catchers reporting the other you know what i'm gonna put on you know i'm just gonna get grumpy for a second it used to be in the old days where hey today's pitchers and catchers report day hey today is 
everybody's at spring training and that was a thing guys have been there for like a week already <laughs> like they're like they've so all been disappointed doing shit. people are proactive or early about getting yeah down they're they're working too hard man you gotta y'all chill you gotta take it easy we want to have days to celebrate but, so day one right like you know guys are reporting you know i guess officially now right yeah. like you, you're probably getting physicals and all that I, I guess that's what that'll mean right but your boy, uh, Justin Verlander, with a little setback already. I guess he's like, they claim he's like a month behind or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much to read into that. We can we can lump him into Kershaw um, with the Clemens thing. And yeah. Just be like, hey, he's just going to ease into it. And you need him for the stretch run and he'll be there, hopefully. Yeah. Like, it, on, I mean, like, that's got to be the move at this point. Is It is, just stinks to see like those. It, it's basically, I'm going to call four guys. It's him. Scherzer, Kershaw, and unfortunately, I have to lump Degrom. I know he's not as old as those guys. He's I don't definitely think. not as old, but it it feels I mean, he like might be, he I don't is know. because of yeah the injuries. Like, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's like all those guys are banged up right now. Yeah, well, they're like, all old, man. They're all. 30s. I no, I get it, but it's just like a weird, you know, thing to grasp. You're yeah. like, man, like that's it, because like there. I mean, Scherzer was well, he was trying like hell, but was pitching pretty well towards the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, Degrom, I couldn't tell you he hasn't pitched in four years verlander pitched well all things considered he like yeah. he always finds a way he in always Houston. pitches kind of well. crazy that's why he's one of the best to ever do it so ah, what i think is interesting for us is we get to witness the changing of the guard because that's what's happening like it's yeah these guys have been studs and staples in the league for a very long time and that's coming to a close and it's a um i don't want to say messy but it kind of is i mean the injuries the will they won't they um, that's just kind of what the end of the career looks like for a professional. What, pitcher, is, what so. do we like to say that everybody says the league's in good hands, right? Now th- there's a lot of good pitchers out there. You know, we, we won't suffer from lack of pitching, but no. those guys feel like, you know, your typical workhorse, yeah. you know, like I'm going to go take the ball. I don't care what manager says, right. you're not taking me out of this, like, yeah, you know, I'm like not just, pitching six and then coming yeah, off. Like, what, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just, they're just a different breed of, uh, of player. Completely agree. Um, Back on, so we're gonna go hype train, and then probably back to. We're kind of gonna take this a little roller coaster. Okay. Did you see that Otani video? I didn't see it, but I see <laughs> so, people talking about it. So what Shohei's happened? taking some BP. Uh-huh. I, I guess his first, you know, actual hacks in the cage, maybe on field. I don't know. He's probably been swinging. Who the hell knows? But he took like it was like twenty two pitches. It, it might have been twenty two swings. I don't know. I'm probably butchering this. But he hit ten home runs. Like yeah, it's batting practice, but like apparently he's, he had an oblique. He's got the the Tommy John thing going on. Still hitting ten. Home. Yeah, he's just a freak. I, I mean, mean he's just maybe a it was human. like a small baseball field. You know, it was like just a wreck. It, it's rec probably one of those backfields or something. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's still probably far. Yeah, Otani's a beast. There's no doubt about that. Um, I hope he uh, is not as good as he looks to be. <laughs> uh, he's just going to be hitting. He can't hurt you with his his know, pitching arm. But yet, he can still but, hurt me. Chris. Yeah, he, he can still hurt very me. Much <laughs> man, he uh, he'll be fun to watch. And again, no, like it's so, somebody posts like, man, like the the Dodgers are marketing him more than the Angels ever did. Like, is like I feel like I've no seen more of him in the shit. last. <laughs> <laughs> the Angels are a terribly run that's, franchise. That's fair. That guy opened his mouth too recently. He's a clown. I oh forget. What, I don't even care. He well, wants we, a new we, stadium. We too. referenced him in the interview about how um, who's their starting pitcher again? Oh God, I <laughs> do. Patrick Sandoval's their one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, Woof. <laughs> we we kind of rag on them a little bit. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, we're gonna keep keep this roller coaster going down a little bit. Okay. And then then it's gonna go underground. Oh, and then we're wow. then we're gonna go we're gonna hit the interview. Okay. 
we are like 10 days from an actual game being played, right? Spring well, training. From a game, from a spring okay. training game. Live ball, sure. Why not? We've got Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger still unsigned. Man. How? I can tell you how. Well. Yeah. Don't think too much into yeah, it. Yeah, hey, if you don't know already, I bet if you're a baseball person, you know what I'm about to say. He's a Boris guy. They all are. All of them. I, no wonder. Like, what, what point do we, we get to that we say that man or that agency? Because it's not just him, obviously. He can't represent that many players at once, but it is his name. You'd be surprised. There's no way that he's good for baseball. <laughs> I just don't, like... And I mean, like players need to get their money. I get it, and and I want them to complete. But it feels like this is getting worse and worse each year. If it's a Boris guy, you know it's going to take longer, because and it's going to cost the team way more money than they should have to pay. The Dodgers and the Braves have done a very good job at avoiding his guys because of this Fair. specific reason. And, yeah, and these players are hurting because of it. Bellinger's not. Taking BP, I mean, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's taking BP somewhere. But this guy should be on a team. This is an MVP level player. Yeah, sure. And he's not on a team. He got top 15. Oh, come on. Okay, I'm sorry. But top 15, sure, whatever. But still, he should be on a roster. They should be on a team. The other thing is, like, it's not, like, I, I love Blake Snell, but he's, like, he's got, like, the weirdest like stats of all time. Like I, I, we talked about, it. I'm not going to go crazy, but it's just like th- these guys have flaws, right? So like mm-hmm. if, if Snell was, you know, he has two Cy Youngs and then he's like, you know, solid the rest of the time he's signed, sealed, delivered. He'd already have all his money, but he's not, he's either the Cy Young or he's like the 30th best pitcher in right. that league. There, like there, it, there's no in between. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But like, I, I, I just don't understand. Like I, I get the Boris thing. I get he's telling them, but like how far, like they have to be so far off. And this is really retroactive here, but kind of another announcement we didn't make is they're doing a Netflix thing with the Red Sox, mm-hmm. um, which is cool and good for them. But the, the reason I bring that up is like, I find it like, I think it'd be like super interesting to be around, like to have them behind the scenes of like the trade deadline, like a real life, like money ball to like, it's you say that because it's the Red Sox and they're not spending money, but right. like that real life, like what happens when a trade goes down? Like, how does that look? Like, what you know, what happens? You know, they're not going to do the phone call, but like, what does it look like? Yeah, you know, they took us behind the scenes of draft rooms in the NFL and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it would be awesome to see some sort of contract negotiation again. Is Boris going to let you do that? Probably not. Yeah, but you get my point where like that could be a cool thing where somebody's like, yo, like. I kind of get how it works because now right. we're just sitting back here. Like, is it five? Or are we talking about five million dollars a year? Are we talking like, are they a hundred million? Like, how far? Yeah. Like it somebody, to, somebody me, offered it has Blake to be far. Somebody offered Blake Snell what one hundred fifty million for like six years. I keep saying if you give him thirty million a year, he'll sign the paper. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's. I don't know. I what, don't know if his his agent will let him. I said six years, one eighty. He the signs. Players are even hearing the offers, or Boris is just straight up going, "No, I'm not going to accept it." It doesn't know. even tell I, the players. I couldn't like, tell. I, I don't know. I know yeah. as if you're in real estate, you have to present the offer, but I'm sure that has nothing to do <laughs> with not Major League Baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, anyways, I don't want to lament on him too much, but no. let's. So, but to the Netflix thing, which I'm excited. That's Red cool. Sox. You know, I, I want the Red Sox to be good. 
Um, so I love that they're getting some attention there. It's not till 2025, so we're not going to get to see it this year. But do you? But it's going to be on this year, isn't it? Like they're going to tape this year. Oh, I think release. they're taping this. Year. I, I don't. I don't know what's breaking down, but we don't see the. It won't actually be on Netflix till next year. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's interesting because Netflix, the, there's been a huge boom in popularity for F1. And it's because of that Netflix mm-hmm. um, special, right? Which is I there's think also its, like COVID stuff though too. I well, think I mean, that I, had so much. Yes to do and with no, that. but I, I watched F1 there for a little bit. Now I don't give a rat's ass. Okay, I mean that's fair, but <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, and it could be like a, a, a culmination of a couple of different things. But I do feel like the Netflix special is really what put it over the edge. Golf is doing the same thing now with full, with the was it Full Swing or whatever, yep. um, and it's starting to create more. Um, you know, talk around that. And I'm glad baseball is doing the same thing. Obviously, baseball is the old man sport traditionally. So I'm glad they're trying to get into the youngins and, and try to continue to, to grow the game that way. So um, it'll, it'll, be, it'll cool. be fun. It, it is sad that the Red Sox like knew this. It's not like it was sprung on them yeah. and still haven't done jack shit. Yeah. Maybe well, they get Jordan Montgomery. Uh, but I hear that. I mean, the article I read said that they, they've been in talks for forever. That's what I'm saying. And they yeah. still have done yeah. nothing to yeah. like make it a better product. Um, final note, not spring training related. Uh, I feel like I should be happy about this. Uh, Rob Manfred has come out um, and stated that he will not seek another term. I know that sounds like presidential. Right. Um, as commissioner after 2029, so it feels <laughs> it feels close, but it feels far. And it I, sets up funny. Like I won't do this anymore. In five like, years in from a now. decade. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, he could be dead by then. Who the yeah, hell knows? That's pretty but funny. anyway, I mean, his cool. reign will be over. Who takes over? No idea. We'll, yeah. We'll still be around speculating all of that when the time comes. Thousand percent. No, I think the only other big topic coming out of spring training is how fucking terrible Nike is when it comes to jerseys and and even the pants are screwed up. Like, yeah. what is happening? Why do these professional leagues let Nike come in and create? dog shit template jerseys for these teams like i understand maybe it's not a big deal to everyone but to me like the crest if you're a soccer person the crest if you're a baseball person the logo if you're a football person it's the colors like why would you let them screw that up like and and i I might just it might just be nitpicky stuff but in in case you haven't seen the jerseys look terrible they look like replica from overseas type jerseys and it's just not okay and i don't understand why this continues to happen and why sports continue to trust nike to do anything because it's all dog shit just make shoes nike you do that really well stop (laughs) making apparel and jerseys because you're just ruining it sorry i I don't (laughs) uh i don't know who to blame because my very um uh, i i was a professional four seconds ago but now i'm unprofessional a very unprofessional opinion on the <laughs> or understanding on this is nike is licensing their i don't i don't know the phrase their logo to fanatics so i don't know who's making these things like i, I would assume nike's still passing it but at bare minimum nike or at, at 
at work, like best case, Nike's just giving them their logo to put on this thing. But I can't assume a company like Nike's just letting them do that. But that Fanatics is making them. Like you, I, I think I liked a couple things. I'll try and share a few more things on on X um, after the episode, so you guys can see what we're talking about. But it's like the names are smaller, and, tiny. And if you're familiar with the jersey at all, like the the little MLB logo used to be kind of like basically at your neck. There was this little yep crevice, we'll call it for it, and they moved that down, and that essentially moved everything else down. And now the jerseys kind of have like a I don't know, like a halo to them or the names have like a halo it, they, they look like shit they look um, awful you could get yeah, like, I, mean, I, I i would be getting jer- uh, your jersey from dh gate this year um i you kind of have a bad to. move yeah it, it and i mean they they change where the the piping is on a, a lot of the jerseys so like i hate the evil empire um but they have the same problem we do where you know the 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 piping goes down the front of the shirt where the buttons are and they've moved for whatever reason, the font or they change the size. I don't know, but it's the way it's now falling is it's breaking up letters in really gross ways. And if you've played baseball and you've put one of these jerseys on, they're already kind of strange in the first place because there's this big soda on, <laughs> you know, name. But now if it breaks up in weird places, it just it just looks bad. Dodgers it looks just, bad. The Dodgers looks real bad. It's like the, the, the D's cut like the right D's in the middle. It's crazy. Like, and, you know, for the Braves, they moved it over so that the piping is inside the A, so the A looks like filled in it just doesn't make sense and what's what they did and i I don't think they're nike i don't know who does the hats probably new era new era um they released the beep the new batting practice and spring training hats and those those are awesome those are awesome (laughs) (laughs) like you know whatever i'd say uh 85% 85% of them are really good. The so ones I'm, that suck. Uh, the the Yankees, obviously, because they don't like doing anything fun. The Dodgers suck because also don't like doing anything fun. Um, who else was really bad? Um, the, we're not looking at the pictures, so this is all off memory. Uh, yeah. Somebody did I real feel bad. Like the, uh, the Angels didn't do the anything. The Angels didn't They, like, didn't even try. Yeah. And, uh, D- and okay, DC is was, was the Nationals. The Nationals have DC on yeah, it. And know. it was meh. Yeah. <laughs> so those I, those suck. But it's, all the other I hate ones, to say it, the A's one is kind of cool. I forget A's which one it was. It had A's the elephant cool. on there. Yeah, but you can't A's support cool. the A's right now. No, no that's I don't the want, problem. <laughs> I don't want to support. Stop giving the A's cool shit. I don't, don't want to give that guy I, money. I don't want. Well, I love that yeah. color green. The but, green and yellow just pops. I love it. Um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean the Diamondbacks looks cool. The I love that color for them. Like that. Like I don't even know. It's like a bluish, light blue. Yeah. Um, the Marlins looking like the old school yeah. colors. Whoa, that's sick. They don't spend any money either. No, no. they don't. They, they spend it on cool jerseys, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I definitely, there's, you know, so if you haven't looked at those, check them out. Um, the Braves one is kind of meh. Um, but you know, I've seen worse. So, um, I yeah. won't be buying any. So, of them so good work, think. good work on the hats. I, yeah. I might grab a hat or two. I'm a fan of those jerseys. I, I'm out. Um, for, I won't be buying a fortunately, I, yeah. I was able to grab a couple um, Mariners ones when I was out there last year, yeah. so kind of got in before. No, but I, if so, I mean, again, you're, you're, we're just going to order some some I, weird yeah, ones. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably going to be going to eBay. Um, and, Fine. And it, you know, it depends. There are still there's still inventory from last year, right? So it's finding those <laughs> and and getting those and 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 not buying this new absolute but dog shit. The, and the other thing is though. Like a bunch of players, I saw Trout, I saw Corbin Carroll mm-hmm. are like these jerseys are awesome. They're like talking about like I don't know some moisture wicking nonsense technology oh, right, or something. Right. I'm like, what? Like you already got like 
400 million dollars you really need this extra like 10 <laughs> like like the answer is yeah. yes but it's like really yeah. like do you have to like stick by nike no matter what like just tell me the jersey sucks like make me feel like yeah. you're, you're you're not the same as me i get that mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody's gotta say it sucks uh, yeah, right yeah, I, I hope they do but yeah okay so I, I'm, I'm off my my jersey <laughs> logo kick um because i care about that almost as much as i do the actual game so next on our agenda is our interview with Barstool Sports RDT, the Orioles expert. Um, now, know that this was done this Monday, so I believe that's the 11th. <laughs> Obviously, in traditional Coach's Sons podcast, uh, things have happened <laughs> since then, and we did not address those. So, Chris, run down what we did not talk about that's happened after the interview real quick before we play it. So, uh, today, a big news dump. This is It's the 15th. Big news dump, first day of camp for the O's. And we have John Means being set back about a month. Uh-oh. So he's he's our number four starter, right? Right, Supposedly, and everybody's happy because he's their number four. Um, I, I do think we talk about that with RDT. He's mentioned, yep. Uh, Gunnar Henderson's got an oblique. Uh-oh. Um, in theory, those two should be fine, you know, but... Yeah, it's it's Obliques, concerning. man. Soft tissue. A- agreed, agreed. But it, not as much concern there. Yep. The biggest one is Kyle Bradish has a UCL injury. Yikes. Now that's typically related to Tommy John. Yep. But apparently he's already gotten treated for this. Um, some short, sort of shot, and is going to pitch through yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, my understanding is it can be a pre. It, it's scary. People aren't thrilled about it. It could yeah. be a precursor to Tommy John. Um, I reached out separately to RDT today, uh, and he, I said, hey, like if they knew about this, like what are the chances Burns was in reaction to that? Um, you know, the the yeah. Burns trade. Uh, he actually said he he thought the same thing, but that is not true. Gotcha. They were making the. They wanted the Burns deal done anyway, completely unrelated to Bradish. Yeah. Um, so I think he even mentions in the interview that's that's been it's been going on for months, right? Like but yeah. you know, basically confirmed because because yeah. apparently they knew about this Bradish thing for a while that's too. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but that is not what the reports are, at least coming from him from his sources. Yeah. Um, but that begs the question of now: Do they go try and replace Bradish? Yeah. Time will tell. It's still a little early, but you know, keep your eyes peeled for some of these, you know, these arms that are going to probably find landing spots as more injuries come up. Yeah, man, I, I can't imagine um, trying to pitch through that crap. But I mean, steroids yeah. are a hell of a drug. So. <laughs> He's going to give it hell. Yeah. But again, uh, we unfortunately, you know, we we did the interview um, pre-planned on Monday. It's still a great interview. Without further ado, here's RDT. We are here with Barstool RDT. This is our first ever interview on the Coach's Sons podcast. Moving on up. We're grateful. Um, But we'll just start with a quick welcome. Thank you for coming on. No, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's an an honor to be the first guest. (laughs) It it was, we deliberated a lot over who it should be. And finally, Mm -hmm. I was like, I think, you know, I kind of reached out to this Orioles guy a few times on my personal account. We'll see if he'll do it. And and here we are. So, again, much appreciated. And uh, we're, we're going to get right into it. Hopefully some good things. We're going to chat up a lot of Orioles stuff here. So, 
hopefully everybody sticks around for that. <laughs> yeah, we do appreciate it. Like, I mean, we're spamming everyone seeing who's actually going <laughs> to interact with us. So we appreciate the interaction and want to do everything we can to to give you as much uh, time to talk about your Orioles as we can. Uh, so our podcast is called Coach's Sons uh, Podcast, and it took us uh, a good couple years uh, to come up with this name, it feels like. But we both uh, connected with the fact that um, your parent, your guardian, someone that you consider a mentor always ends up coaching you at some point, right? And that's something I think a lot of us have in common. Do you have that that coach's son type story uh, in your childhood at all? It was never my dad, um, like, coaching. He mm-hmm. it, it was our our neighbor who, again, was like a second dad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he always coached, and, and he used to... Um, he would always tell us, and I was best friends with his sons. So again, I was always on their team. It was easy for travel and all that, (laughs) but he used to always tell us if we tucked our ears into that, I'm a small guy. I'm like five, six, maybe Mm -hmm. five, seven on a good day. So like as a child, I was, I was puny and like, I used to, my hat, the hat would never fit me. So I used to tuck my ears into the hat. Mm -hmm. And again, I I mean, I'm talking, I'm five or six years old. And he would be like, our, our coach, Brian would be like, if you tuck your hat in, you're I'm benching you. You're not playing. This is a five-year-old. And again, I mean, I've seen, I've told my my friends this over and over again. I've seen this guy's bare ass more than I've seen my own. Like that's <laughs> the relationship that like his family and my family have. Right. So, you know, I had no problem with him being like, untuck your ears, you dork. Like wear the hat the normal way. But I'm sure there were other parents like, that's not even his kid. He's talking to them like that. So, you know, it was, it was my dad's best friend. And, that's and awesome. Again, yeah, my my uh, best friend's dad growing up. But now I'm on the other side where like I'm helping coach my daughter's T-ball team and stuff like that. So I'm I'm seeing it from that angle now. So Are you fun. telling them not to tuck the hat in? Is that, <laughs> is that... I, I, I haven't said anything about okay. that. I see it. And I just like crack up because I'm like, oh, I would have been I would have got reamed out in right field or left field for having my ears tucked in. But <laughs> uh, I, awesome. I'll give them a little more. It was cold. It was fall ball. So again, I, I understand you got to keep warm somehow. So I, I'll let that go for fall ball. Gotcha. Chris has that same problem. He has the tiniest head I've ever seen. So it's oh, like a head, seven. I wear, it's like a seven and a I quarter, have, maybe. I have a six and seven eighths hat. <laughs> like that. My hat that I wear. <laughs> a six. That's hat. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to be seven and a fourth, and then I slowly have gone down to a seven. Now I'm back. I was like six and seven eighths, and then I'm back up to a seven. So like <laughs> the hats, they all fit different, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. again, like I have friends who, yeah, like seven and three eighths, and I'm just like six yeah. and seven eighths. Like I have a child's <laughs> hat. I feel like kids' lids or kids' footlocker in the mall to get a hat. The, the way it happened with me is my dad, I used to let my friends or his friends coach and then he got tired of it. And then so he started coaching after that. Yeah, you, yeah, you go through yeah. the ringer for a couple of years and you're yeah. like, all right, I did it. I got it. I've, I've eaten enough little mini bags of Cheetos and Capri Suns to like hold it. me up. All right. I could co- anybody could coach a little league team to to an extent. Well, maybe maybe Ooh. farm league or whatever that that lower one. Little maybe league. not little league. That gets a little crazy. It's mm-hmm. a little competitive there for sure. All yeah. right. Well, RDT, thank you again. And one of the main reasons we have you here is to talk about the Orioles. Um, obviously, hundred wins last year. It's a big deal. Um, and then you get a brand new owner. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and he gets one of the bigger names. And when it comes to pitching, so how? fucking excited are you right now <laughs> it's it's been i i and I, I blogged it the other day or a couple of weeks ago and i was like this has been the most exciting time of my life as a baltimore oriole fan mm. 
And like, I got some shit from like Carabas and all them because they're like, oh, what a loser thing to say, you know, like we've won three World Series, four World Series, whatever it is in the last 20 years and this and that. And and I'm just like, listen, like, I get it. But like th- that hasn't been the case for the Orioles. Like, I, I mean, it, I, I remember being in Camden Yards in 1996 for the ALCS when mm. when the Yankees, it, that was the Jeffrey Merritt series. And like, that's my first real like memory of i remember cal and the streak and all that but like being in the stadium feeling it rock and i was like this is awesome so it's like again it's like i've had very few i don't know just major moments like in orioles they've all been they've all been bad it's been like the downfall of davis the trade of um of manny like again we had 2012 and 14 and 16 and all that but again like i mean 18 through 21 were were awful just just god awful so yeah, it's it's massive. Again, the, the Angelos is the black cloud that that we never thought would would get away from us. And I've compared it a couple times to like the scene in Forrest Gump when they're walking through Vietnam and it's just dumping rain, and then out of nowhere it just stops and it's and it's sunny. Yeah, and it's like yeah, that's that's what like that last two weeks ago or whatever. That's exactly what it was. Like we we never thought that that the rain would end and and then out of nowhere, just nowhere, like. It just came. And, and then same thing two days later with the Burns deal. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it was quick. It's been I mean, that's that's the biggest trade in, in, in for the Orioles since Frank Robinson. Like that's it's a massive, massive trade. So, it, yeah, it was just two blockbuster back to back like moments for Orioles fans. And and again, I'm not a, I'm not a Ravens fan, but two days after the Ravens get their their <laughs> chest kicked in against the Chiefs and just yeah. they don't show up. Then this happens. I have friends who are like die, die, die hard Ravens fans, and they were like, "It's not that bad now. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Like this, we have a new owner. Like this Things is perfectly- are okay." So, what, yeah. was the owner thing? I mean, it was out of nowhere. Was there any rumblings at all that this was going to happen? Could happen? Because as a non Orioles fan, I saw the news. Was like, I didn't know that was even a thing that was gonna that was on anyone's radar. So, yeah. So we there there was a note. Of, um, we got the article came out in Bloomberg in maybe like mm. middle of December, maybe like closer towards Christmas. And it was like, Oh, billionaire David Rubenstein um, is, is exploring the, the per the sale or, you know, buying the Orioles. And everyone's like, Oh, this is fun. And, you know, we had fun with it, but it's also like, Oh, it's just a rumor. And mm. right away, John Angelos, cause that's when they were in the middle of the lease thing with the state and the governor. And, and it was just so ugly. And right away, the governor, like, you know, I think they said John Angelos called, the governor Westmore and was like, Hey, just let you know, like, we're not planning on selling. Like I want, I'm going to be here. We're going to own it. And again, Angelos, I mean, he's just a, he's, he's daddy's money boy. Like he is that he's just that through and through. And he just lies through his teeth. And, and we've seen it countless times, multiple times over the last couple of years. But so again, when he kind of shot it down, everyone was like, ah, well, that was, that was fun. You know? So (laughs) the name Ruben, like he was on the radar. It was definitely on the radar. But like, again, it, a couple of weeks had passed and it had died down. And, and you know, I had gotten a text maybe two or three weeks earlier that was like, hey, the Orioles, just to let you know, like they're looking to sell to a minority group. They're probably going to own about 15 percent. And then when Peter ends up dying, his John's dad, Peter, the original, you know, he bought the team in 93, yeah. 94. He's really, really bad dementia. He fell in like 2018 and just has not been he's I mean, it's it's pretty much a miracle that he's alive now. But the whole thing was like, they'll buy the remainder of the shares when he dies. And, you know, who knows wh- when that could be, when, when the sale will go through. And it's like, OK, I'll, I'll put a sticky note, I'll, you know, I'll bookmark that and and I'll revisit it later. 
But then again, that Tuesday night, it came out of nowhere and just That's on puck, pucknews.com, which I had never even heard of. Like, I was like, what the, what is this? And like, I remember I had a tweet typed out being like, I don't really know if I believe this. Like, I would be cautious. Like, you know, I don't really want to get excited. And then I got some texts from like people in the organization being like, this is the real deal. Like, this is, this is all systems go. And I was like, delete, delete, delete the tweet. Like, <laughs> we're back, baby. This is it. Like, we're, we're going, we're full throttle. This is, this is what we've yeah. been waiting on. So uh, yeah, again, like we, we had in the back of our mind, but like, there was no, no, like, Hey, stuff is happening in the warehouse. We think this may may happen soon. It just dropped out of nowhere. That's awesome. I got. I mean, uh, gotta love that surprise news for sure. Um, and then and then getting burns immediately after that. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you've listened to our episodes, Chris. We had an episode that he called all over that <laughs> that this would happen. I think it was more of a. Uh, uh, Wishful I mean, thinking. Wishful I wanted thinking. it to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we throw the... shit to the wall all the time. He got it. Right. Then you know. Exactly. Good. Uh, so I mean, what is it like to get a premier arm to already young and talented team? Like, what are your expectations? I mean, we're going to get into like the weeds, but like from just zooming out, what are your expectations going into the year? I mean, he's he's automatically. I mean, he's the best pitcher that the Orioles have had since Mike Mussina in the mid nineties. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, he was incredible. Bedard was very very good. Sorry to you know really rub that in your face, but Bedard was good. Um, I mean, he's no Corbin. Corbin Burns has been a horse. I mean, he's he's been with the Orioles have needed for years and years and years. And for mm -hmm. the last couple of years, they've gotten these veteran just guys. They've got it's it's um Tommy Malone. I think another Mariner great. Tommy Malone. <laughs> Andrew Kashner, like Kyle Gibson, um, it's a guy two years ago, Jordan Lyles. It's just the same kind of guys over and over and over. They're the same generic white person. Yep. It's just different. Yeah, they just have different names. Um, but and again, we've we've needed that that true ace. And I love John Means. You know, I think he, he's he's obviously getting older and coming off the Tommy John from it was a long recovery for him. I love Grayson Rodriguez. I think he's a real deal. He's not a, he's not a true polished number one yet. Same thing with Kyle Bradish, who finished fourth in the uh, Cy Young. But Corbin Burns is that legitimate top of the rotation anywhere in baseball, except for New York and, you know, te maybe Texas when those guys are healthy down there. Mm -hmm. Every other team in baseball, he would be their ace on, on start their starter on opening day. And we, yeah. again, we've never really had that. And again, the guy who gives you 30 to 33 starts a year, strikes out 240, you know, doesn't give up the, you know, I mean, gives up home runs, but the the, the left field wall at Camden is going to help him. So uh, this is new to us as like, again, this this kind of generation of Orioles fans. You know, my dad is a Yankee fan, but he remembers Palmer and, you know, McGregor and, and, and Mike Flanagan and guys like that who were true legit aces. We've never had this. So, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm expecting I, I expect big things out of him, especially with him working with Adley. I mean, Adley is a godsend for pitchers. I think I could, I would probably have like a four or five ERA pitching to Adley. I think he's that good where he can work with a pitching staff. So I, I, again, this is uncharted territory for us and no offense to Bradish and, and Grayson, but like I, they were great. But again, you saw what they did in the playoffs. You yeah. Know, it, they didn't really scare anyone. And, and Corbin Burns is a legitimate, Oh shit. How do we sit down and, and hit this guy? How do we, this is a guy who can go, eight scoreless versus us like what do we do so it's great it's it's such a big it's the trickle down effect is massive because again who better to learn from than a guy like burns mm -hmm. but i mean john means is legitimately their fourth starter like that's very very good 
That's like, also I, rotation. Again, I, I love means, but him as your four is just incredible. So yeah, it, it's it's just a massive. I can't underestimate. I can't say enough about how big that move was. Yeah. So for all this excitement, I'm going to be the, you know, as my team implies, Mariners, I'm going to be a pessimist about this. Mm-hmm. At what, you know, this all happens at 48 hours. The greatest things, the two huge moves for you in terms of, you know, Angelos just wouldn't spend money, none of that. And now we go and get, you know, the top available pitcher, arguably what, a top five pitcher in Major League Baseball. Yes. Yeah. What, what else has to happen for in the near term for you to be like, yeah, Ruben seems different, right? The honeymoon fate is over, right? He, he basically bought himself time with that Burns deal. Mm-hmm. Cause if he didn't, all you'd be asking for is extensions for Adley for like for all these mm-hmm. young bucks that are coming through. So like, when does that start to be like, Hey, we need to be thinking about this or is it tunnel vision? Let's go all in. This is our mm-hmm. year. And we figure it out after that. It's tough because he technically he doesn't even own the team yet. Like they they the, the owners haven't voted on it. So like that's the thing. It's like, and and I I I believe Mike Elias because I got told this after the trade where they said because everyone was like, oh, it's no coincidence that at forty eight hours after the the you know the owner he says he's going to sell this trade happens. No, and the guys I talked to said, this has been in the works since at least early December. And Elias said in the press conference he goes we we started talking with Milwaukee. The, the two seconds after Texas won the World Series, the second okay. they were allowed to, they called Milwaukee. And I, I, I believe him. Um, but again, it's just like it's a funky concept. It, it's, it's, it's just a weird coincidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think you nailed it. I think it's it's the extensions. I think it's it's going out and showing your guys. It's Gunner. It's Adley. It's Grayson. It's Jackson, who hasn't even you know really put on an Orioles uniform yet. Um, the only tough part is the two of those guys that named are Scott Boris guys. And yeah, Altuve just signed his extension. He's a Boris guy. I mean, Gunner and Jackson are both, I mean, those guys are legitimate game changing superstars who are 22 and 20 years old, 23 mm-hmm. and 20 years old, who are going to get massive, massive paydays. And, and Adley is probably more doable um, to get an extension done. Again, he's older. He's 26. So again, you know, he, this, he could get an eight-year deal, and it's probably his one big contract. Gunner and Jackson, they're they could get two, you know, two big deals. But that that's it for me is going out and and showing that you're going to spend money. And again, I think it starts with keeping your young guys, your young core. We've seen it with Atlanta. You know, they do a great job of it over and over and over and over, and getting these guys to sign like 14-year deals for like 13 million dollars <laughs> for pennies. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> Al- Ozzy Albies is actually paying us to play. Like, <laughs> he absolutely is. But, He's paying rent. <laughs> yeah. It's so again, it's stuff like that. And, and I think he will do it. I don't think he's again, he's 70 Rubens. He's 75 years old. Like he's not in this, you know, it's not like he's 40 and his daddy's money. And it's like, I I have all the time in the world. You know, I think he knows, Hey, I'm not going to be around for much longer. I'm going to, I want to see a team. I want to see the team win when I'm here. And the the Padres kind of had that with their owner before Mm -hmm. he died. You know, he said, I've beaten cancer two or three times. I think he said he goes. I I just want to. I just want to win. And again, what did he do? Love that. He signed Tatis. He signed Machado. He you know he traded for this guy. He tra- traded for Hater. You know all these guys. So I I love it too because again, as an owner, that's what you want. I want my owner to want to win a baseball game and a, mm-hmm. and a championship and not just look at it as like a, a way to oh I'm gonna make money off this like yeah you know oh Thank and if you. we win we win you know and 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 so yeah it's but I think it starts with the um. I think it's I think it's paying your young guys, 
showing them, hey, you're the core, we'll build around you, but you guys are the ones that that are going to, you know, kind of kickstart this. I I love that mentality, right? Like, go win now, right? Like, who, yeah. to me, you know, baseball's a little different, your windows are way different, but mm-hmm. you win me a championship, you've got a long time before I'm going to be sour with you. About that leash gets longer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you I mean, can't go lose 100 games the next year, but to, to an extent, I, I mean, even if you're the Royals fans, like, yes, now it's time. You're like, eh, like, you know, that was w- way too long ago. Now it's time to start winning, right? They're trying to right the ship. They did the thing with wit. But I think you guys mm-hmm. are in a weird, a unique spot where you're practically all of these young guys that come up are good. And I, that's a testament to your development teams and all of that. Like, I, I just don't comprehend how every single one of these guys is good, it's which is going to lead to my next question is like, who of these top prospects do you find most dispensable to grow major league ta- to make this a championship roster? Not to say that it isn't, but it's like you, you got, you know, five top one hundreds mm-hmm. and, you know, number one, obviously Jackson's not included, right? We're, right. we're not going to talk touch, about him. Not touching him. <laughs> He's yeah. untouchable. But from there, yeah. like who's dispensable to be like, we need to go win. And then, and add on to that. I know this is a long winded question is I was getting into it with somebody about Santander. Um, MLB network posted like, Oh, he's, you know, included in trade rooms. Like, why would we ever trade this guy? Like I get he's on his last year of the deal, but that just doesn't add up to me in terms of what he's going to bring to you guys. Yeah. I'm with, I love, I love Santander again. He's like, he's older. I mean, he's been around, but all he does is hit like mid thirties home runs. He actually plays like sneaky, good defense. He was a gold glove candidate in 2020, which doesn't really mean anything, but like he, He's, he has like a sneaky good like arm in right field and he plays okay. He's not going to win. You know, he's not, he's not, he's nothing special, but he's good. But I, mm-hmm. he's, the, he's definitely expendable. Austin Hayes, again, he started the all-star game last year and he's not a prospect, but they could easily trade him and, and, you know, go younger because they have Colton Kowser, again, another young expendable guy who he came up. I love Colton too. He's a great kid. He's, I think he's going to be a really good player, but he did not play well last year when he came up. He struggled. He sent him down to AAA. He ends up, what does he do? He hits a 455 foot home run, dead center, <laughs> left on left, the uh, AAA championship game to, to you know, put the, the tide up and win that game. Um, he's expendable. They got a guy, Heston Kerstad, who was taken number two overall in the 2020 draft, who I famously had tweeted, if the Orioles don't draft Austin Martin, I'll eat this tweet. They didn't oh, no. draft him, obviously. Um, I had to eat my tweet. I put it on a cake, and I, I went on uh, um, when it was starting oh, nine boy. with Dallas and Jared, and I they had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> and I just awesome. had the tweet printed on a cake, and Dallas was like, all right, let's see you eat this piece of paper, and I just turned the camera around. I had a fork and a knife, and I just <laughs> went to town, and Dallas Dallas is like, you motherfucker. I can't believe you did this to me. Blah, blah, blah. But they, they they drafted, you know, again, they drafted him. He he had COVID. He had the mitocarditis. So he was, I mean, he he sped, you know, he missed a full like year and a half of baseball. But now he's up and 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 he he played well to be at the end of last year, had a big home run. Um, he had a big game in their clincher. He's another guy who's expendable, a lefty hitter who can play the outfield. Um, but he has legit 40 home run power. They have a guy, Kobe Mayo, who's who's a monster at third base. I met him a couple of weeks ago for the first time. He's like six foot five, two hundred. So he's, he's a big pounds, kid, right? Yeah. Massive, massive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, he's 
he he went to the same high school as Anthony Rizzo. So he posts pictures of them working out all the time. He has like two or three inches on Rizzo. I mean, and again, this is a kid who's 22. It's crazy. So really any of those guys, I mean, they could trade at that, any of them and, and put together a package just like they did with DL and Joey Ortiz. They also have Ramon, you know, Arias, who won a, a gold glove two years ago at third base. You could trade him. He is he won a gold glove two years ago and he's not going to play like they just don't have room for him now with right. Gunner and Jackson and Westberg. So I, to answer your question, again, it's a long winded question with a long winded answer. It's yeah. like eight different guys they could trade. Again, they, they just traded two of their top 10 guys and they're still the number one farm system in baseball. It's, it's still crazy. The top. It, yeah. <laughs> You don't, you don't see depth like this. And again, like you said, everyone works out. We're not used to this. We're used to like, oh, Dylan Bundy. Oh, okay, Dylan Bundy. Sure, <laughs> great. Like, go back to Brad Bergeson and 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 all these. Matt Hobgood, who was taken ahead of Trout. Like, I don't even know who that Matt is. Wieters. Again, I love Wieters, but even he was, I mean, you know, he made four all-star teams on two gold gloves, and people think he's a bust. Didn't you get Bradish so, back for Bundy? Guys, uh, they, yeah, they got, they got, they got Bradish and the other three day. other guys. So the, and that's the thing. The other three, it was a four for one deal. None of the other three guys, I think, are in baseball. I think they're all they've all they were all terrible. But yeah, they got Kyle Bradish for Dylan Bundy pretty much straight up, which is incredible. And that's yeah. I think that was the first trade Michael Elias made, which is like again, if if I don't know what you, I don't know what else you can say about him. Like that that right there proves his point. But yeah, again, long-winded answer. There's eight or nine guys they could trade and the team would would somehow get better. And it's just crazy how that happens. So, but we saw other teams in your division make pretty massive moves, right? Obviously, the Evil Empire went out and did a ton, right? So I think it's easy to say they're your, your top competitor. I mean, and they're in your division, right? So is there fear of the Evil Empire? Are there other teams in the AL that you're like, uh, that we're going to have a hard time getting past those guys? Like, what's your, what's your, kind of overall feeling towards where are we going to end up this year, uh, you know, in the AL? So, I mean, you can never count out the race. I don't care. That's fair. No. Who they have, what their payroll is. They figure they're, it out. Like they're they're going to win 93 games and they're going to be hanging around, you know, and, and it just doesn't matter. I, it, it literally does not matter who they put out there. They're going to win 93 games and, and be there in October. Um, I think besides for the Yankees, I think it's the Rangers too. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, that lineup just hits. That's all they do is hit. And like Seeger's incredible. Dolis Garcia is incredible. Again, I mean, their big question mark is their pitching staff because Jordan Montgomery could sign there. I, I still think he's going to re-sign there. But again, DeGrom, who knows what he's going to be. Um, Scherzer, you know, he's coming back midway through the year. But, um, you know, outside of them, again, I think the Mariners have a chance. They they don't patronize me. Stuff <laughs> don't patronize. I, I, they're me. good again. They're a good team, and and I mean, Houston has to be there too. But right. the Yankees, I mean, you look at that lineup outside of Judge and Soto, and it's like, okay, you know, is G is Gene Carlo going to beat you? Is DJ LeMahieu going to beat you now? Like mm -hmm. Jason Dominguez comes back, you know, a couple months into the season, they don't have the boppers that they used to. Again, I mean, I'm not. And it's weird because, again, I've, for the last 35 years, I've been scared of the Yankees lineup. And, like, last year, I was like, I, it was like the scene in Home Alone. I think I tweeted this gif out a bunch being like, you know what? I'm not afraid anymore. Like, I don't, you know, when, when the old guy yeah. and he's just like, I'm not afraid anymore. Like, come out and get me. That's yeah. us being like, listen, you know, again, Judge has hit 58 billion home runs. Same thing with Glaber Torres. He's hit, like, two home runs since that 2019 or 18 season where he hit, like, 30 against the Orioles. But – 
I'm not, I'm not afraid of them anymore. And mm-hmm. they're the, the Yankees rotation again. I mean, it's Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball. Yep. I think that's, uh, you can't debate that. Um, they got Stroman, they got, um, Rodon who I think Rodon should bounce back and have a good year, but what if he doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't. And, and again, Clark Schmidt. All right, cool. Like we've seen him over and over, over Nestor Cortez. Okay. He had one, you know, one good year and then he was awful and hurt last year. So, I mean, any of those guys, Houston's going to be there. Yankees are going to be there. Um, you know, Texas should be there and, and, you know, probably the Orioles and Rays, who knows what the Blue Jays will end up doing, but I think those will be the teams. But I, with this team right now, I'm, and it may just be me riding that high. I'm like, I bring on anyone. I'm not scared. I That's don't care. Awesome. Bring them on. We're going to clip the hell out of that, by the way. So you just be ready. Once Do it. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Okay, so obviously feeling very confident. So who are the key players on your team that have to be consistent and perform well for you to keep that confidence? I think it starts with Adley. Okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of a chalk answer. Right. You know, the team went as he went last year. And and again, they didn't. The only time they got swept all last year. I mean, the playoffs were the first time that Adley's been swept as an Oriole. Hmm. They they had not got swept all last year. They didn't get swept going back to last the May before when he got called up. Um, they just have a knack when he goes, they go. Same thing with Gunner. Um, you know, and then pitching wise, I think a guy like Bradish. I mean, whenever he is on and and he gets these quality starts back to back to back, it, it, we you see it all the time where it's like momentum is next day starting pitcher, and it's just like. He always kind of seemed to be the guy when you needed seven strong innings of eight Ks and one hit and, you know, a walk and, you know, zero runs, one run. He was the guy to get that for them. So I, I think he's kind of the same thing on the pitching end. But I think with the bat, it's got to be Adley. Again, he's such a – he's the straw that stirs the drink. Same thing with Cedric Mullins. Again, I could say it about so many different guys. Right. Said when when Ced's going going well, it's going. And, and he really seems to be the straw that stirs the drink. He robbed us of a game last year preposterous like two innings (laughs) i was so excited and he ripped my heart out twice (laughs) it was unbelievable Uh, to so just a quick side side note i asked a faint question to uh jim palmer no idea if it's actually him but it says it is um he did say that adley will be the one of the core that gets an mvp he'd be the first one to do it and i you know, thinking more about it, it's like, will we give it to a catcher with all the, you know, the data and stats, right? Like, I feel like catchers aren't, you know, as appreciated, mm-hmm. you know, not like a because he's not going to hit 350 like a mile, you know, like Mauer did. But it yeah. would be interesting to see that come true, right? You guys are going to go as Adley goes. That's just, you know, tried and true. I'm going to test you really quick um, off the rip. What do you think or how do you want to see the opening day lineup look? Oh, um, I would like, who are they playing? They're playing the angels. I don't even know what their opening day starter is going to be. Let's just say they're, <laughs> say they're facing, a, say they're facing a righty. So I'll go, I'll go Adley to lead off. I'll go gunner second. Um, bah, bah, bah. I like Santander third. Sees a lot of pitches. I'll go Mountcastle four. Hayes five. Am I missing Westberg six? So that leaves. I'll go. I'll go. Did did I say Hayes? I don't think I say Hayes. I don't think I. So I'll go Hayes at seven. Jackson at eight. Oh, starting and then Cedric at. Okay. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I've said. I've said. (laughs) 
I've said that for months. I think Jackson's your starting opening day second base. Wow. Okay. You scared me with Westberg. So, I was like, he's leaving Jackson out. Yeah. But West, you you got Westberg at third. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah, I think Westberg will be a third. Gunner at short, and then uh, Jackson at second. Starting. So I okay. would love that again. I think that is a perfect like bottom of the order guy. Again, he he's speed. He can get on, and then you just roll that bad boy over for Adley, and and then and then again, it's twenty home run power, thirty five home run power, thirty five home run power, thirty five home run power there. That and then again, you, you have Aston Kirst out on your bench. I I like it's, your team. It's unfortunate that I like him because they're the top, prime, you know, um, competition. And then that whole I, I that whole Felix thing was a it was crazy between the two fan bases. So Andrew, That's if you God. weren't aware, um, somebody just I, I forget how it all started, but basically somebody called Felix soft. Bautista King Felix. Okay. And then it and then it just like somebody from Seattle, I forget his name, got super the sour about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that guy. He he got super sour about got it, salty. and then. He got real mad, and then Orioles fan just ran with it. Mm. And then you know, Felix Batista gave up what? Like he gives up like one run every month or something, if that. Yeah, like, so and he well, that, so he would come in and just shut Seattle down. It's like, well, that it's unfortunate. <laughs> well, he he gave up the home run in the All Star game to lose it, and everyone was like, "Oh, there we go!" Yeah, you know, <laughs> first of all, Batista, and it was like this game doesn't matter. Like, I don't care about them. Who cares? Like, I'd rather <laughs> them give up a home run now. It was his first home run given up in like two and a half months. Yeah. Yep. And like, yeah, <laughs> like I had Mariners fan like dancing on my grave and it was like, the Orioles are going to win a hundred games this year. I don't give a shit about the all-star game. Absolutely. But, the King yeah, Felix thing was make me sour. <laughs> I was sour, but I wasn't mad at anybody. I got why they did it because there was no reason for Softy to do that. And just to rip on the Angels yeah. super fast, I have no idea who opening day is going to be. Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, or Zach Plezak are probably your your top guys. So, not that that changes your lineup. I'll Oof. leave it as is. Oof. Talk about not being scared. It's, huh? it's the Bill Murray like. Oh no, I'm so scared. <laughs> Talk about not being scared. That's awful. All right. So, I mean, I, I we've talked about a lot. Uh, RDT, thank you so much for for coming on. I, I think uh, there's one thing I, I do want to ask you before we end the interview. What is your go-to Jimmy's seafood order? Man, it's there's so much. I was there. I was there last week. I've been there like three times in the last two weeks. Um, I do. I, I start out with the bowl of cream of crab. Um, that can be a meal in itself. It's like a, it's not a soup. It's just like it's so thick. It's like a molasses. OK. And they just debuted a spicy one. I haven't had the spicy one yet, um, but I need to get that. Then I go the crab cake egg rolls, which, again, are an appetizer okay. that I will get as a full on meal. Um, I've gotten the, they have a gunner burger, which I've gotten multiple times. Um, I, I, I get the fried crab mac and cheese, uh, hamburger. I've gotten that a bunch. It's, it's fried crab mac and cheese balls with bacon and onion. It's just like, oh, it's so good. Um, I'm not a seafood guy. Like I don't do crabs. Like I, right. I won't sit around and pick crabs and all that. I'll eat the crab cakes and all that. Crab cake sliders are delicious. Their sushi's awesome. I've never had it, but Again, their sushi is really good. You you literally cannot go wrong. The amount of food they have there, and they ship all over, and like it's as good as you, as in the restaurant if you get it like delivered. Like my sister lives in San Diego, and we get we send it to her all the time. That's but awesome. Again, I I'll usually go the cream of crab, the egg rolls, and then some kind of burger, and 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 mix it up there. But you really can't order. go wrong. Hell yeah. With that. All right. And that that's a hell of an order. I was, he, Cause he, Andrew's like, what do, what do we need to ask him about? I was like, he's a big Jimmy seafood guy. I was like, we need to know the Gotta order. Gotta know. Gotta know. 
it, so before we wrap up, I, I, we want to kind of just give the floor to you. We got a minute and a half left in, in Zoom time, but give the floor to you. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to you know, promote to all our tens of listeners, um, feel free. Floor is yours. No, again, number one, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, again, it, it's, it's an exciting time now with, with football officially over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a basketball fan, but not the biggest one, but it's, it's, it's all baseball from here on out, baby. Absolutely. So, uh, again, follow me if you want. I will say I'm, I'm a volume tweeter. Um, I, I'm a, a J.R. Smith. I, I'm like, I'll give you six for 35, but those <laughs> six will hit and, and there'll be big threes. But again, just know some of them will miss. And, and, and again, I, I'm a volume, I'm a volume tweeter, but at E-D-I-T-T-I 22 <laughs> on Twitter. That's... Again, I, I'll try and go soft against the Mariners fans and softy this year, but I can't promise much. Give him hell. I do promise. I'll give you a lot of content to consume. I promise you that. No, he's all over it, man. And and again, thank you again. We we really appreciate it. This is our first interview. Um, Hopefully more to come. Hopefully the O's win a hundred games and we get to see you again. And hell, hopefully we get up to Baltimore. We'll go. uh, What was it? Pickles. We'll go. We'll go head out to pickles. We'll check out Jimmy seafood and uh, we'll have a good time. Say the word. RDT, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hit it. Wasn't that an amazing interview? That was the best interview I've ever heard. I, I hope you enjoyed and, you know, keep coming on for more. Now we are asking for your help in a ton of our episodes coming in March. Go ahead. Give them a breakdown. Man. All right, guys. So this is what we want to do. Um, we have been brainstorming on how we want to engage more, but also make spring training really special. And so um, what we've come up with is we want to have a fan from every single Major League Baseball team to be a part of the show. Now, what we're asking is that you send us, uh, at most, a 90-second clip talking about your team, what you're excited about, what your pain points are, what your expectations are, however you want to spend those 90 seconds. Um, send us that information, and we um, are going to hopefully use it uh, on our episode as we go through every single team and every single division. Um, so we are hoping to get at least two, uh, maybe even three per team, and we'll play them on our episodes and react to them. And we thought it'd be a fun way to get people involved. It'd be a fun way for us to get outside of our own echo chamber. If you are interested, there's multiple ways that you can do this. Um, the easiest way to do it is to send us an email at coachessonspod at gmail.com. Now, you can also DM us on either Instagram or uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Same handle, coachessonspod. And, and we can do it that way as well. Um, we're reaching out to other podcasters, too, to try to get their input. Um, the more we can talk to, the better, because um, we want to get all the opinions in. We don't want to just have what we think we know about baseball. We want to hear the excitement from, from every perspective. Really excited about that, and I can't wait to, to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, th- so this is going to be awesome. And, and like Andrew said, we... We have started reaching out to a few people, um, you know, on social media, on the back end, uh, mainly because we we're not sure if we can get every team. Right. It might be a pipe dream. It might not be possible, but we're going to try like hell. Um, So with that said, our our goal is to do um, 
the AL West, the AL Central, the AL East um, it, during one week, and the following week do the NL West, NL Central, NL East. So that would be the week of the 11th. So basically, we're, gonna, we're going to release Monday, Wednesday, Friday that week. So the 11th, 13th, and 15th will be the AL, 18th, 20th, 22nd will be the NL, and then we're going to do an opening day. We're actually going to record on opening day for for that Friday as well. Um, that's not going to be the preview episode, but just giving you a heads up of where we're going with that's that. That's going to be a celebration episode. Yeah, uh, it's going to be awesome. The season has started. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff going into it. So if you are a fan of an AL team who plan to submit um, your clip to us, please try to have that in by March 6th. And the NL... You have until the 13th. Um, we're going to have another episode, I think, too, um, before then. Um, so we'll you know, reiterate that. But we want to make that call out now um, just so you're ready. You have time. You don't have to send it to me now because we, you know, we know there's going to be a ton of stuff going on right. um, between now and then. A lot of but, people are going to want to watch spring training, get <laughs> yeah. a better handle on what they think their team's going to do. And that's perfectly that's fine. You've got three weeks if you're AL. You've got four weeks if you're in out to get it to us. So thank you all so much. Um, we appreciate you giving us a listen. Uh, please give us a follow, um, subscribe, all that fun stuff. My name is Andrew. And I'm Chris. And we are the Coach's Sons.